Blog Talk Radio. Education, Catholic leadership, um, take a look really at some things happening in different parts of the world as well as here in the U.S., all centered very much on the Viatorian community. Hi, everyone. I'm Jim Mitchell, and as always, uh, glad to welcome you into our podcast series. And today, I'm really pleased. We've got a very special guest, um, someone I'm looking forward to talking to. It's uh, um, Father Mark Francis, who um, many of you know. We'll talk about his background. It's extensive and impressive and um we uh, crossed paths many years ago so it has been a while but uh, father mark francis thank you for being here i'm really looking forward to our conversation today thanks a lot jim it's nice to be here uh you have this just fascinating resume um having taught at uh, some of the viatorian schools at catholic theological union you've held leadership positions you've been rome and uh, Columbia, a number of different places. Um, we want to talk about all that, but let's let's come forward to the current time. Tell us what you're doing right now. Uh, well, right now the, um, the the fall semester here, uh, I'm I'm a visiting professor at uh, Catholic University in Washington D.C. Uh, I've been asked to uh, teach a course that I've taught for for many years, uh, a course called Liturgy and Culture. And during this course is to examine how liturgy needs to respond to the cultural context in which it's celebrated. And so uh, I'm, I'm very glad to be here. Many of the, uh, the professors here on staff are were classmates in Rome. And so in a way, it's like coming home. <laughs> so it's been a very pleasant semester so far. And that's, you know, it's so interesting because I've, I've got some things here I want to ask you about, so I'm going to jump to this question just based on when you talk about culture. You've you've been at various locations in the U.S. I mentioned Rome and, and Bogota, Colombia. Briefly, you know, what, what are your observations about the presence of the Catholic Church in, in different places as you've seen it over the years? Well, you know, the Church, you know, needs to uh, to adapt itself to its, its context, to where it is. Uh, and in my, I've been blessed to be able to travel around quite a bit and to see the differences in which the uh, the church is, is operating uh, the, uh, the the whole idea is that in order to uh, to be effective evangelizers in other words to to proclaim Jesus Christ to uh, reach out to people in a meaningful way you have to do that by understanding their culture you can't speak in terms that they don't understand you can't use signs and symbols that uh, are not part of their culture because they won't be able to relate to them. And so the church, uh, over the years, uh, and especially since the Second Vatican Council, has been able to adapt itself to uh, to these various cultures in order to be more effective in its work of evangelization. And, and help me focus now even more on, on the Viatorian community itself, um, again, with, with locations in different parts of the world, uh, do you do you find that uh, that is true as well? Uh, although you have a a mission um, as, as Viatorians, you adapt a little bit and operate a little differently in different parts of the world. Oh, very much so. You know, and that's that's part of uh, 
why we were founded, why Father Kerbs, our founder, founded the uh, the Viatorians, to be able to reach out especially to young people and in, in both uh, education and also in liturgy, uh, to reach out to them in a way that, that's meaningful, that opens them up to, to the love of Christ. And uh, I have to say that the, the Viatorian community has done a, a good job over the years in adapting itself to uh, the various places where we're working. And then, of course, when uh, we invite people who are natives of each one of these places to come become a Viatorian, while we all share the same charism or the same gifts that uh, uh, are part of the, the Viatorian community, they do it in a special way. They do it in a way that comes from their own culture, and they're able to, uh, to, to share more easily uh, the, the, the basic values that we have of God's love for, uh, for everyone and uh, the, the need that we all have to combat ignorance and, and to, to help people find uh, a happy and joyous way of life uh, as they move forward in their own lives. That ability to adapt and to uh, carry forth the, the charism but also uh, welcome people of different communities and cultures um, it seems to me that that may be guided in part by the uh, the Provincial Council of the Viatorians, which I want to talk about. Um, before we talk about those specifics, can you kind of give a recap of, you know, introduce what the Provincial Council is for those who may not be familiar with it? Well, the well, it's the the the, the national organizations that we have to uh, to, to kind of that, that are our governing bodies for each country. The provincial council uh, that we had four four basic provinces in the world, um, so so France, Spain, United States, Canada, uh, and these these bodies, you know, basically five people in each one of the countries, uh, helps to direct the work of the, the we call the provinces, and the provinces then in turn have their own foundations are called in countries outside of their country. So in the United States. Uh, we have a foundation in uh, in Colombia, where we've been working since the 1960s, uh, and uh, Colombia and the Colombians have become part of the U.S. province and an important part of the province. And and a, a role, a very important role of the Viatorians is is education. And um, as we look at education today, and in all aspects. Um, you know, there's a lot of change. There's a lot of responsibility. A lot of things happening, uh, but we talk specifically about Catholic education in, in our community. Um, can you kind of give a snapshot from your point of view and, and the work you've done as, as to where you see Catholic education today in the world and its place, its value, and its challenges? Well, Catholic education, I think, is uh, well. It's, it's part of a. Of a the lifeblood of our community. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that uh, we're constantly concerned about. Um, one of the things, well, just to, to give you an example, when I was a, uh, uh, a much younger <laughs> and I went to St. Viator High School, uh, this is back in the 1960s, um, tuition at St. Viator High School was around $350 a year. And we were able to, I was able to pay for that by working and, and that kind of thing. Uh, now, uh, the tuition is uh, much more expensive. And so one of our great challenges in Catholic education 
is to make this wonderful gift that we have, which is uh, you know educating uh, the, the whole person uh, for their lives uh, through you know rigorous academic disciplines and all that, but keeping in mind the the, the values and and, and uh, goals of the gospel. Uh, to do all that, but to make that available to as many people as possible. Uh, we were able to do that in uh, generations past by having uh, the majority of the teachers in our schools were religious, were Viatorian priests and brothers, uh, who, because of our vow of poverty, we weren't paid that much, and we were able to keep costs very low. Now, out of justice, we have most of uh, our, our, our teachers are, are lay people, and so... Uh, it's we really are forced to pay, to charge much more in order to give people a decent wage, the, the the teachers, and so it's it's up to us right now to try to find ways in which we can make Catholic education available to to as many people as possible. Uh, our school in Arlington Heights uh, is attempting to do that through. Uh, uh, reserve funds and, and scholarship programs and that kind of thing. Uh, but we've also embarked upon a, a new interesting uh, project, and that's in, in collaboration with the Cristo Ray Network of Schools. Uh, these are schools that were basically founded by uh, the, the Jesuits, uh, and then since then the Jesuits have asked other communities to join them. And uh, we are sponsoring a Crystal Ray School right now that opened two years ago in Las Vegas. And that school is uh, up in such a way that uh, the, the young people, especially young people of, of uh, scant resources, uh, can get a Catholic education. Uh, and the way it's done is that uh, we go to the business community in, in each one of the cities where these uh, Cristo Ray schools are, are are located, and ask them to give us uh, several slots or several jobs that can be shared. One job could be shared by like four students, and so the, the students go to these jobs, whether it be in a bank or uh, some other kind of a business, and they learn about that business. They learn about what it is to. Uh, uh, to, to work in a bank or to work in, a, in some kind of a, a, a business situation. Uh, and then the, the, the money that, that uh, would, they would re obtain from this, this job uh, would go for uh, tuition for the school. And so that cuts the costs uh, tremendously and enables us to offer uh, slots to people to, you know, to, to come to, to our schools uh, people who could, could, couldn't pay really anything. And so uh, I'm very excited about this new development. And uh, there are, oh, I think something like 30-some of these Cristo Ray schools in the uh, United States at the moment. And uh, the, the list is growing. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a marvelous way of, of being able to uh, provide Catholic education for, uh, for kids who ordinarily would not be able to uh, to go to this quality of school and it's quality education. Uh, majority, the vast majority of those the students who graduate from Cristo Ray School go on to university, and so this this would be a, this is a, a chance to, to really change lives, and I'm very excited about it. 
Well, I was going to ask you about evolution in education. I think you've already answered that for us. And, and I'm really enjoying the conversation with Father Mark Francis today. We've got just a couple minutes left. Um, and I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the work you've done. Uh, you served worldwide as the Superior General uh, for two terms of the Viatorian community and then uh, led the Catholic Theological Union for seven years, uh, if I remember correctly. I have my numbers correct there. But um, when I talk to many of your peers on these podcasts, we talk about um, you know, servant leadership. We talk about how Viatorians are, are called to serve. Can you kind of just briefly backtrack and, and tell us how you were called and, and how you ended up in these you know, significant positions of leadership? Is that specifically the call you heard and followed? Uh, no, very much so, and I and I think that uh, you know, for myself, and I think for for other Viatorians, we we answered this call by being inspired by the the Viatorians who taught us, the Viatorians with whom we worked uh, when when we were growing up, and we saw, at least I saw, in in the priests and brother Viatorians. Uh, Lives of dedication and 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 selfless love for people uh, that inspired me. I always wanted to. Uh, I had a, a feeling I wanted to be a priest, but I also wanted to be a teacher. And what I saw at St. Vitor High School in Arlington Heights was precisely that combination, and uh, that 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 very much inspired me. Uh, as, uh, as as the years went on, of course, you 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 learn more about what the community is about. And uh, what I what I really have always appreciated about Viatorians is that uh, we don't blow trumpets for ourselves. We're not uh, you know constantly bragging about what we're doing, but we're quietly people behind the scenes doing God's work. And uh, my my travels as uh, as the Superior General of the Viatorians in the 15 countries where we're located, uh, I can say that's a common. Uh, adjective, a common denominator for uh, how Valutarians operate in, in the world, kind of low-key, but steady and, uh, and and dedicated. Well, interesting perspective provided today by Father Mark Francis, and I certainly hope we'll have the chance to talk to him again uh, on a podcast coming up. Uh, as he mentioned, the Valutarian community proclaims Jesus Christ and his gospel and raises communities where faith is lived, deepened, and celebrated. Um, the community is comprised of professed brothers and priests and lay associates. We didn't get to talk about that role today. I know we want to do much more of that in the future uh, upcoming discussions. So we thank Father Mark Francis for being here. He's a member of the Viatorian Provincial Council, uh, who are in the leadership position, as you heard, for the various uh, areas and foundations throughout the world. So on behalf of the Viatorian community, I'm Jim Mitchell. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And as always, St. Viator, pray for us, adored and loved be Jesus.